Well, welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast on this Saturday evening following uh, Purdue's 69-67 victory over Indiana, snapping a two-game losing streak and avoiding getting beat by another last-second shot. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's where this game was headed uh, when we got under five minutes to play. I thought for sure it's coming down to that once again. And... uh, Parker Stewart had a pretty good look at that basket from a three-point range, but it didn't go in. And you know, Purdue Purdue did enough uh, to hang on and beat the Hoosiers and snap that two-game losing streak. And and now they they wait to see what happens with the Illinois Iowa game. And if uh, Illinois wins, Illinois will be the two seed uh, in the tournament. That's assuming Wisconsin beats Nebraska. Uh, but if Iowa would win, then uh, Purdue would move up uh, to the number two seed. Otherwise, they would be the number three seed, and they would play Friday night at about 9 o'clock down in Indianapolis. But Saturday's game uh, really was all about the seniors. Uh, perfect script, perfect timing uh, for that last home game and the three seniors that play. Um you know, they, they carried the load. Uh, Eric Hunter started it early. Uh, Sasha then got going. Travion did some, some good things late with rebounding and then that steal. Uh, when Purdue was up two with 12 seconds to go, and then he hits the two free throws. I know he missed two free throws later, but um, that's those are the plays that you need from your upperclassmen uh, in those situations. So it was kind of, you know, it played out that way. And you had a feeling when Eric Hunter got going early that it would play out that way, that one of the seniors or all three of the seniors would really chip in and 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 get things done. I, you know, I didn't think that they would <laughs> score the last 17 points uh, for, for Purdue. It also combined for 40 and six three-pointers and... The rebounds and the assists and the and the steals, but you know that's that's what you need, and that's what Purdue's going to need in the postseason. You know they need they need Jay Nivey to not be two for eleven. Uh, they need they need Jay Nivey to play a little bit more under control, um, but they also you know need their upperclassmen to to come up with big plays down the stretch of games. That's just you know that's that's what it's going to take because. You're going to see games like you saw on Saturday, not only in the Big Ten tournament, but once Purdue gets in the NCAA tournament. And for all we know, that could be a first-round game. Uh, that could be a second-round game. Uh, certainly, as you go a little bit deeper in the tournament, those kind of games uh, uh, pop up more often than not. Uh, and not that, you know, I'm not saying the games are going to be in the 60s, but you're going to have back-and-forth games. You're gonna have you're gonna get teams down and they're gonna come back because there's a there's a sense of desperation there that everybody plays with in the tournament and they're not willing to let their season just go. Uh, but you know Purdue Purdue has to do a better job and this has been an ongoing problem this year of just having that killer instinct of putting teams away when they get uh, double digit leads. Um, you know, and you, you have to take in the fact that the other team uh, starts playing a little bit harder and doing different things to get back in the game. But 
produce an experienced enough team that um, they need to they need to deliver some knockout punches um, because the longer you you let teams hang around. Uh, the more dangerous it's going to be as you get deeper into postseason. But, you know, the seniors did the job uh, Saturday. Uh, there's, uh, they, just, they just did, and they did it at both ends of the floor. Uh, they did it in a timely fashion when Purdue needed some big plays to be made. You know, they stepped up and made them. And credit to them, credit to their careers uh, at Mackey Arena. Uh, the crowd was fan- fantastic again today. Um, and you know Purdue Purdue took care of business. You know Xavier Johnson nearly brought IU back, uh, and not sure what he was trying to do on that last play. Uh, I think I think he thought he was getting fouled or was trying to draw a foul, uh, but to heave up a fifty footer uh, just 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 didn't seem right. <laughs> didn't seem like that. That was the play. Um, but, you know, you credit IU for fighting back in this game. Purdue had them down 13, and then, um, you know, IU came back, and uh, thanks to Xavier Johnson, and then got a four-point lead on Purdue. But then Purdue took over. Stefanovic hit a three, and Hunter had a, had a basket, and Travion had some big rebounds. And, uh, again, those seniors stepped up and really carried the load in the second half. But I can't, I can't get away from uh, from this without talking about Mason Gillis. I, I, he, I'm sorry, he was he was a huge difference in this game. His ability to keep plays alive, whether he tipped the ball, whether he tracked down a rebound that led to a, a Jaden Ivy three. I mean, the dude was everywhere. And I, I think I, I've, I've written about this a little bit, and I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. His value to this team is just through the roof when he's on the floor. And if you notice, the last two games... He has not been on the floor a lot because of foul trouble. I think he played a combined 33 minutes against Wisconsin and Michigan State. Uh, he had nine fouls in those games. Uh, he was just not on the floor enough, and I really think that affected Purdue. I really think, I mean, that's, I'm not going to sit here and say that's why they didn't win those games, but having him on the floor for extended minutes is priceless for this team, and it's been that way really as you, you look back into probably mid-December, you know, he was he missed those first uh, few games because of his suspension. But once he got in a in a groove, once he got in a flow, um, he, he's just been he's really been solid, and he's a he, he's just so valuable to this team because he does so much, and he, he's not and he doesn't do it in volume because you have volume shooters, you have volume rebounders. Um, but he plays defense. He'll take a charge, uh, and he can hit the three. He can. He, he usually gets open threes because of his position and who's guarding him. Uh, but he's just. I, I think today just exercised again how important he is to this team and how important he is. He stays on the floor. Now at the beginning of the year, Caleb first seemed like he was going to take over that position, and Mason was going to have a hard time getting minutes. But Caleb has not really push forward from that first month uh, to where he you know he was going to be a, a dependable guy in the rotation now he's playing uh, a few more minutes here and there and he's he's showing some spurts uh, of contributing 
but not like he was at the beginning of the year, and that allowed Mason to get his job back, and he has taken off. Uh, but I can't, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how much he means to this team. And when he's not on the floor, um, I think Purdue takes a little bit of a hit. And that's not to disparage who takes his spot because first is taking his spot. Ethan Morton has played the four. But they're a different team with Mason Gillis on the floor, whether it's with Edie or, or Travion. You know, they just are. And I, I just think, you know, when you talk, when you think about X factors for Purdue, he is the guy. And it's not a, it's not a slight to say he's an X factor, because Purdue has has its stars with Ivy and then Edie and and Travion. But he he's he's so valuable to this team, and I think that showed up today with his hustle and uh, just uh, just overall how how many plays Purdue kept alive with a tip or diving on the ball for a loose ball. Um, you know, they had 15 second-chance points, I believe, and a lot of those were the result of Mason Gillis tracking down a rebound or somebody else keeping a play alive with a tip that goes to a teammate. Uh, so that's, you know, I, I, just, I just I feel that strongly about, about what Mason does for for this team and the more he's on the floor I think the better off Purdue will be but again the headline of this of Saturday was um, the seniors and what they did and um, you got to give them uh, you got to give them all the credit in the world uh, because it, you know it's the last home game there's a lot of emotions there's a lot of things going on and you know you see it you see it every once in a while where you know, it's senior day, and then seniors step up and play. So it's not uncommon, but for three of them to do it, and three of them to do it down the stretch the way they did it in a rivalry game, uh, when you're trying to break a two-game losing streak and get a little bit, get a little bit momentum going into the Big Ten tournament, you know, I think that raises the stakes a little bit. And But, again, credit to them for, for getting it done. You know, now that the regular season is over, it's all postseason. Uh, everything is an elimination game. And that will start Friday uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, And we'll see Purdue can clean up the mistakes if they can find a consistent level of play where they're not turning the ball over and they're not missing free throws. And um, I I do think they're playing better defensively. Now, uh, granted, they get, you know, IU had some open looks. Miller Cop had some open looks. Uh, He put them down. Uh, So you're never going to be perfect defensively, but I, I do think they're playing a little bit better defensively. Uh, but is it going to be good enough once they get into a tournament situation to to be able to advance? And you know, the three main questions for me about Purdue is, and they do have others, but can they consistently turn you know, keep turnovers low, which they did for the most part until that stretch in the second half where they just they lost their composure, uh, things went haywire. Um, they just lost their mind, and you know that can that that's a stretch that will kill you in the postseason. There's just no question about it. It'll kill you. It will eliminate you from a tournament. But can they keep those under control? Can they consistently hit their free throws and not miss front ends of one on one? And I know they're not out there trying to miss, 
but those are the things that that that, uh, that need to happen. Um, and can they play at a uh, a level of defense that they can be effective? And then you know, can their offense you know perform at the level that they're capable of performing? And you know, when they don't turn the ball over. Usually their offense is is pretty good, even though I don't think they shot the ball uh, particularly well uh, tonight or today. But you know they they made enough plays and they made uh, made enough baskets at the right time to uh, to, to kind of sneak ahead of IU. Um, and they were getting good shots. Some of them didn't go down, but they they were getting good shots. Uh, so. Um, but those those are the concerns going into the Big Ten to see, you know, if they can if they can string two or three games together, and uh, you know maybe maybe win a championship. I, I think this Big Ten tournament's going to be uh, fantastic. Uh, every game when you get past the first day, you know, I think every game, you know, ha- has a chance to be uh, close and hard fought and all that kind of stuff uh, then when you get in the end of the quarterfinals you know I think all those top seeds including Purdue um, you know they're going to have their work cut out for them to, to try to advance because you're going to face somebody you know Wisconsin might face Indiana Wisconsin might face Michigan um, whoever the four seed is right now it's Iowa but if they don't beat Illinois they may not be the four seed but you've got Ohio State out there lurking You've got Rutgers. You've got Michigan State. Uh, you've got a lot of really good teams that are going to be in the NCAA tournament that those top seeds are going to have to beat in the quarterfinal round. So there's just no... I mean, unless there's an upset or two along the way with those lower seeds, um, you know, I think every game is going to be knockdown drag out and you know you start to wonder you know how much you know teams are going to go in and play hard and they're going to try to win a championship but you don't want to leave everything in the Big Ten tournament before you get to the NCAA tournament and so it will be curious to see I mean there'll be there'll be a couple hungry teams Michigan being one that needs to make a deep run Indiana needs to make a run to get back into the conversation uh, you know, there's several teams that are set. You know, Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, um, Illinois. Just to name a few, Ohio State set. I mean, there's several teams that are set, but there there are some that still need need to, need to play for something. And uh, curious how that that all that all plays out. But that you know that all starts on. Uh, on Wednesday, actually, with two games, and then they move into the second round, and then Purdue's quarterfinal rounds are Friday, and then semifinals are are uh, Saturday with the finals on Sunday. Did I have a question from the email world uh, for the Potter podcast? Dang, gas is three ninety nine now, man. It was three eighty nine this morning. Now it's three ninety nine. Jesus. Anyway, uh, question from Mike. He wants to know, should we accept that maybe the ceiling for the program with Painter 
is that of a really good team um, that can have elite moments but not an elite team not elite team moments or not an elite team even within the Big Ten um, no, I, I still think the ceiling is pretty high I mean he's recruited very well he continues to recruit well um, and I should say that you know Mike doesn't he's not advocating Painter be fired which isn't going to happen by the way it's just not so anybody that's wishing for that you can you can uh, stop it <laughs> you just you just stop it now because it's not going to happen but you know I, I, I think you know I still think Purdue can get there I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I do think there's there's too many good pieces in place when you look at the overall program that it it will happen at some point. Now you know you have a guy like Jade Nivey, he can take you there. Carson Edwards nearly took Purdue there, so you do need a player of that caliber. To, to get it done, so recruiting is a huge piece of all this. Um, but I, you know, I do think it'll happen at some point. I can't tell you when and where and and all that, but I, I do think it'll happen. And there, I mean, there's a lot of teams that that haven't made the final four, and it's not a reason why Purdue hasn't made it. But it's there's there's a lot of factors that go into it. And, you know, basically the definition of Purdue success has been winning the Big Ten. Um, and then, you know, go as far as you can in the tournament. But, you know, that hasn't worked out for Purdue. Um, so I, I don't think they have reached the ceiling under Painter uh, in that regard, if I'm understanding your, your question. You know, I do think there's another level for this program to get to, but I also think it... It probably starts in recruiting, starts and ends with recruiting. Uh, you know, the better you recruit, the better players you have, the better chance you get. You get, and I, I do think Purdue's recruiting is on the upswing when you when you look at what they have brought in here over the last couple of years, what they're going to bring in um, next season and then beyond. Um, and I, you know, I, I do think that. Uh, um, that they will get there, but I, I can't can't sit here and tell you today when that's going to happen. Um, but I, I I do think that they will get they'll get there. Um, so you know, hope I answered your question. If not, you know, shoot me back another email and I'll try to do better uh, the next time. Well, we appreciate you stopping by uh, after uh, to recap the Purdue Indiana game. Um, and, uh, you know, again, Purdue will play Friday either at 6 or 6.30 or 9 in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you'll have to figure out Sunday's games uh, f- to see who they play uh, and when they play. Uh, but it should be a fun Big Ten tournament. Always is. And be curious uh, how this all how, how this all plays out. So the regular season's over. It's postseason time. You know, time to start playing for trophies and, and nets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, again, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, if you have questions, comments, or whatever, hit me up on Twitter or um, 
email or however your communication goes. Uh, I'll do my best to respond and uh, try to get your questions answered. Anyway, thanks for stopping by and have a good day.